we've gotten a lot of support from National Komen, and we have a we have our website, and then we have a robust app that oh. people can download on their phone um, through the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can track your fundraising that way. You can track track your steps in advance of walk day and certainly day of. We will be um, doing a kind of virtual opening ceremonies that morning, and then we'll release everybody to go walk where they are. And we do have a hashtag, walk where you are, that we <laughs> encourage everybody to use that day. Send us your, you know, live walk videos and stories and pictures. Uh, we really want this to be as celebratory and fun as possible. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Molly O'Connor with the Puget Sound affiliate of Susan G. Komen. Today we are talking about more than pink walk. It has pivoted and become virtual this year. So we are looking forward to hearing more about that. More than pink walk with Molly. Welcome. Thanks, Lori. So you said you are new with the organization since uh, the COVID craziness, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so It's been a wild ride. I bet. You know, so many nonprofits are having to reconfigure all their fundraisers and go a whole different direction. And I, it looks like that's what you've had to do as well. Absolutely. But we moved our walk, um, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about from June till the end of September. We moved our lunch. Well, actually, everything just was made virtual. So we have a lot happening this fall in in a virtual space, but we're really excited to keep the word out there about breast cancer. The walk has typically been at a a place in Seattle, um, you know, one location, and we would all walk together, several thousand of us. Yeah. Okay. And this year, we'll all be in our safe spaces doing it together that way. And so the person who's walking, they will get sponsors, but they'll be walking wherever their neighborhood or wherever their safe place is, but you'll all be doing it at the same time? Yeah, that would be good. We are going to encourage everybody to try to get out there on Sunday, September 27th, about noon, and we'll all walk together virtually wherever we are. That is awesome. And do most people, will they have like a group of women with them or will it be like one person walking and they've just got a lot of sponsors? You know, it kind of really depends on what it looks like for you. Do you have a team? It could be your family members. Of course, we really, as much as we know that People get a lot of energy being together, and and we certainly have a lot of longtime supporters who look forward to this event every year and having a large group get together. I think the only thing that we're really asking is certainly people do this and and keep their streak going and join us this year, um, but that they create teams that are safe for them and for their family. And, and, um, you know, we're working with a particularly vulnerable community. So we want to encourage everybody to stay, stay, stay safe and have fun. Great. And will there be something online? Like, will they be posting on to a certain uh, Facebook page or something as they're doing this? Yeah. So um, because we're not the only uh, Komen affiliate that has taken its walk virtually, we've, we've gotten a lot of support from National Komen and we have a, we have our website and then we have a robust app 
that people can download on their phone um, through the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can track your fundraising that way. You can track track your steps in advance of walk day and certainly day of. Um, We will be um, doing a uh, kind of virtual opening ceremonies that morning, and then we'll release everybody to go walk where they are. And we do have a hashtag, walk where you are, that we (laughs) encourage everybody um, to use that day. Send us your, you know, live walk videos um, and stories and pictures. Uh, We really want this to be as celebratory and fun as possible. And normally when you do this, do you do you anticipate that virtually you might even be able to make a little bit more money? Um, we could. Um, I mean, that would be ideal because we're not just constrained to the Puget Sound region and, and people physically being able to get to us to where the actual walk is happening. So Mm -hmm. um, there is that possibility, but we also know that, you know, budgets are tight for people this year and um, there are lots of people and organizations in need that are just as worthy. And, you know, we know we're in competition for that, but we also know that there are many people in our community who have been affected by breast cancer either now or in the past, and they look to Komen for a support and cure. And we hope that these new and you know longtime supporters will be with us in full force on the 27th. And what is your goal? What's your fundraising goal for the walk? Our goal is uh, about $100,000. That's the minimum we'd like to see. Of course, we'd you know, be thrilled if we could go over that. Mm-hmm. And where do these funds that you raise, where exactly do they go? Do they stay in the Puget Sound or how does that work? Um, yes, most of them do stay in the Puget Sound uh, area. We do send some money to um, Komen headquarters uh, to support research um, for a cure for metastatic disease and, and to explore other treatments. Um, this spring, we had created a COVID-19 action fund uh, and partnered with the State Department of Health and Citrine Health to give several hundred uh, lower-income women in treatment some small stipends to help them pay for groceries, utilities, childcare, a safe ride to treatment, kind of whatever would give them a little peace of mind right now. And we hope to be able to, um, with some of our walk revenue, add to that fund and then help more women have access to safe screening and diagnostics. We know that's a real barrier right now. They're they're concerned about going into places and getting sick, and we want to um, not only encourage them to keep getting those um, screenings and that treatment, uh, but make sure that we're part of that solution in, in creating those safe spaces. Uh, we want to provide access to patient navigation services through our community partners. Those are the people that, that really help um, somebody who has been diagnosed, figure out what, how to walk forward, uh, and then continue to address the inequities in access to our um, healthcare system. A lot of people have lost their insurance uh, and still have to go through treatment and, and get what they need to be healthy. I can't imagine what it would be like for somebody who's in treatment. A friend of mine who is 10 years 
clean, uh, what do you call it? Clean. I was going to say clean and sober. 10 years, uh, he was actually supposed to die. And he wrote a book because he, they pretty much gave him his, said, you've got just six months. And he actually survived. But as soon as COVID hit, you know, he locked down because he said, you know, I can't be out. I can't be around people. I can't take that risk. So that's somebody who's been, uh, doing well, I can't imagine somebody who's actually getting uh, treatments. Right. Which is, you know, I'll make a plug for it. I'll, you know, just put it out there, which is why we all need to be wearing masks as well, because, you know, we have a lot of vulnerable people in our community who are counting on us to kind of keep as, as many germs away from them as possible so that they can get these treatments and uh, get the support that they need and hopefully um, you know, get to healthy again. Right, because people going through treatment, they can't even be around someone with a cold. Right. Let exactly. alone a virus. Exactly. And so, and most of them need to get rides, correct? So they've got to be with somebody safe getting them there. They've got to feel right. safe when they go into the place they're getting right. their treatments. Right. Which is why this is kind of a no-brainer for us to take all of our events virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just know, we know our community. We want to protect our community. And as much as, like I said, we know people love to get together and celebrate and wear their pink and have a good time. Um, you know, we need to, right now we need to take care of um, our community and um, do our best fundraising in new and creative ways. And it seems to me that when you pivot this way, for instance, like it may not be forever this way, you may have to, you may get a big reunion next year, but that it does open the doors for more people to be able to say, oh, okay, well, I couldn't have come to Seattle that day, but I could certainly cheer you along and send you five bucks uh, on this day. So I feel like it's a way for people to, more people to get involved because I, I think I don't know there. I'm sure there's statistics, but so many people are touched by cancer. And my friend who's an advocate for cancer, he'll be in a room. He'll say, how many of you know someone or are related to someone with cancer? And always everybody. I mean, I would say if not everybody, at least 98 percent of the people raise their hands. So this affects all of us. And right. it's it's an organization that we can trust that's been around forever and does the work. There's so many COVID scams and there's so many things that are vying for people's money. But I feel like the best things we can do is to donate our money to the organizations that we know are doing the work, that we know are safe. And especially if we're supporting friends that are doing the fundraising efforts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I so appreciate that message being out there that so many of us are affected by cancer, whether it's friends or family, you know, always somebody that we love. And maybe they have battled and won or battled and lost. One of the things that we're kind of keeping an eye out for right now or kind of preparing for is, you know, with so many people being hesitant about uh, going in and, and, maybe getting that annual mammogram or going to a doctor about that weird lump. So much of the breast cancer uh, success is dependent on that early detection and treatment. And, you know, we want to keep that up as much as possible because the alternative is 
you know, women then are, are diagnosed with later stages. They have more difficult treatment to go through. And, you know, sadly, maybe their diet, maybe their outlooks aren't as optimistic. And we really want to help women and men avoid that kind of outcome. And um, so I think it's just really important to kind of keep that message out there, do what we can do, not only to raise funds, but raise awareness and create those um, safe places for um, people to, to stay with their regular routines and have access to good health care. So if you've been putting that off because of you're worried about safety, it sounds like, you know, most places that you would go would be very sterile, very clean, and they've probably already figured out the process. So go get that mammogram. Don't Absolutely. put it off. I, ha- I had my I had mine done on my birthday back in June. Oh, um, I went to two different locations because unfortunately I had a follow up issue. Um, both situations were extremely safe. And I've talked to a number of our community partners who do mobile screenings. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so they have a a bus that goes around and really supports um, a lot of women who don't have health care. And they, it is amazing what they have figured out. Um, You know, some of the state's limitations are, are making it difficult to put those screenings fully in play, but they are ready to go. And I'm really excited for when we can really get that up and running again the way it was so that there is no barrier um, for anybody who needs a screening to get one. Right. That's such a great opportunity for women that don't have insurance or aren't able to even get into the hospital. So walk me through this. If you go in, you get your mammogram, and then maybe, you know, like you say, there's an issue. Do they, does the hospital, the doctors, do they connect you right with Susan G. Coleman, or is that something you go do on your own? So it sounds like there's a lot of ways to get in touch with Susan G. Coleman Services even by the website, which I was looking at, and they're really highlighting this virtual walk on the 27th of September. Right. And if it happens to be a rainy day, people may just walk outside. They may just go inside. But the whole thing is that they're just actually moving, correct? Yeah. And like, let's be honest, you could sit on your couch and still cheer on Coleman and all the other walkers. Um, But, you know, we're in the Pacific Northwest, so even if it is raining, a lot of people are pretty comfortable, you know, getting a few raindrops on them. Um, And, you know, hey, I want to invite people to check out our other events happening this fall. Yeah, what would Um, those be? Well, we have, we typically do, we actually um, were the affiliate in the country that launched uh, a conversation around metastatic breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And this will be our fifth year. Uh, that too has gone virtual, um, and we're offering it as a series beginning on September 16th. People can also find that on our website and register for that, and it will happen you know, every other week through November, and we'll be bringing um, people information about you know, the latest uh, advances to metastatic breast cancer, how to pay for treatment, uh, you know, what you need to know, and it's all directed at uh, patients in our region. So it's a, an extremely valuable resource uh, for anybody who is on, uh, who has been diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. Uh, and then we have our lunch for the cure. Uh, this typically happens every October. It's happening this October, mm. October 8th. Um, it's usually uh, a gathering of our South Sound friends, but uh, again, this year, anybody can join us for Lunch for the Cure, 
and um, we'll be doing that virtually with a uh, noted oncologist from the Tacoma area and a, a keynote speaker. And we'll try to make that one as fun for everybody who attends as well. Wonderful. And it's good to know that you are still going forward, that you've pivoted and you've said, hey, we're still going to do this. We're committed to the cause. And because that's a name we all know, Susan G. Coleman, it's a big deal. And everybody, it feels like everybody knows that there's a walk every year. So the fact that you are continuing to do it and people can, you know, jump on board with that uh, seems very um, exciting and um Oh, what's the word for um, progressive, I guess? <laughs> well, we we so greatly appreciate the support that we have in this region and, and have enjoyed for, I believe it's 26 years now that uh, we have uh, been around and supporting breast cancer patients in this area. We cover 16 counties. Um, we really do prioritize um, uh, women who often don't have access, who are in unserved and underserved communities or areas. Uh, we really have um, made that a focus of our, our mission work. Uh, and we um, hope people will join us and help support us so that we can keep doing that. It's so good to know that because I often think when we hear about these fundraisers, it sort of always feels uh, not necessarily your organization, but more most organizations to research and that this, you are hands and uh, in the game, feet on the ground, helping people right now who are going through treatment. And I love to know that, you know, there is help for these women who are, you know, in these difficult situations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And so I, I always like to ask this, Molly, what is it that drew you to this organization? Um, well, like I said, I started at the beginning of April, and I actually came from a, um, education work, early learning work. And I think what drew me to early learning was kind of hope and promise and getting in and making a difference early. And I see that same the same kind of feelings, that same kind of hope and possibility drew me to um, Susan G. Komen. Uh, you know, there's so much promise and so much hope when you have those early screenings um, and you can do the early treatment and women and men can go on and, and lead normal lives um, because we caught it early and they can enjoy their families and um, they can continue to be part of our community. Uh, and, and that kind of hope and promise really um, gets me up every morning mm -hmm. and makes me um, you know, proud to be of an, with an organization um, that, that wants to help so many people and also back to helping those who um, might not have a robust health insurance um, care uh, coverage and uh, they really need extra support in order to um, to be healthy and and to get what they deserve. Wow! And the walk is on September twenty seventh. What time does it start, and what can we expect? Right, Sunday, September twenty seventh. Uh, we'll be starting about noon, so you can sleep in, have a good <laughs> cup of coffee. Um, nobody has to get up at 6 a.m. and meet <laughs> the crowds to the parking lot. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll keep it pretty short online because we're all kind of um, zoomed out these days. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, 
and really, you know, have it be fun, kick everything off, and then really encourage everybody to go out and walk, you know, use that hashtag walk where you are, um, send us your videos and your pictures and your stories. Uh, we want to hear all of that uh, in advance. Uh, if you sign up um, about, to, you know, two weeks in advance, we'll be mailing out um, goodie bags to everybody who has registered so that you have some appropriate pink swag for your walk. Mm. Um, and um, we'll just kind of enjoy the time together. And we encourage everybody to go out and get some steps and whether you need them or not, it's beautiful outside right now. Yeah. And you know, it with the COVID, a lot of people have been not so active. So I love it that this is an opportunity to get moving. And um, so if you're, if you are not walking, but you're on Facebook, you're on social media, you see a hashtag yeah. walk while you're where you are, you definitely want to like it, comment and do whatever you can to bring attention to those people that are doing the fundraiser. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much for, for promoting that. Yeah. And so I just want to go over a couple of things, uh, takeaways. Number one, get your mammogram. <laughs> Don't put it off. If it's your time, go do it. It's safe. Number two, the walk is September 27th at noon. Uh, the third thing is that you're having a lunch and that is in October. October 8th. Yeah. 8th. And all of this will be on your webpage, right? Yeah. And then yep. talk, say again what this series is. I want to make sure people know what this new series that you're going to do that people can access. Great. It is the Northwest Metastatic Breast Cancer Series. Uh, you can also find information on our website about that. It begins September 16th. So that's a Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we will be kicking it off with a you know, well-known Seattle oncologist who will be kind of talking about the, the latest advances uh, in metastatic breast cancer treatment. Um, highly recommend this series for anybody who is either new, um, newly diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or has uh, been uh, living with metastatic breast cancer for, for years. Um, there's something for everybody, and um, there are opportunities to connect with each other and connect with um, companies who, who might have the pharmaceutical treatment who could help you. Um, you know, we just encourage anybody to participate, ask your questions, um, and if you need follow-up, we can help with that too. And I think it's so important. I love what you said about early education because uh, my two of my children had hearing issues when they were little and they got early intervention and it made all the difference. And then I've known women with breast cancer that have gotten the early diagnose. And it is so important for all of us to be educated, to understand and to know. And when you said the latest things, we need to know what's new because our neighbor could come over one one day and they get a diagnosis and they don't even know what to do next. What if we say, Gall, I watched this series or I I was on the web page and this is what I found out. We can all help our sisters and brothers with yeah. this, the more information we have. And I think it's really important. And right now, some of us with COVID, we're not so active. It's a good time to get educated on things like this that are so important and so prevalent. 
So, well, yep. thank you so much, Molly. I appreciate you coming on. I'm looking forward to hearing how your walk goes on the 27th. I hope you just get so many more participants than you ever thought of. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Lori. And we hope you'll join us for, you know, the walk on the 27th. Thank you. And hashtag okay. walk where you are. Exactly. I love it. And you'll be on all social, right? Insta, Facebook, Twitter. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. So get on your walking shoes, September 27th, 2020. Walk where you are. That's a hashtag. Walk where you are. Starts at 12 p.m. for your virtual opening ceremony and then get to walking. Also in October, there's a luncheon and they're launching a new video series. You're going to want to check in on that. You can find it all on their webpage, info slash Coleman.org. And Susan G. Coleman, More Than Pink Walk. And it's a virtual walk this year. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. So join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community. And remember, early intervention. So even though it's COVID, if you're due for a mammogram, go on in, go get it. There are many people in our community who have been affected by breast cancer either now or in the past, and they look to Komen for uh, support and cure. And we hope that these new and you know, longtime supporters will be with us in full force on the 27th. So get on your walking shoes, September 27th, 2020. Walk where you are. That's a hashtag. Walk where you are. Starts at 12 p.m. for your virtual opening ceremony and then get to walking. Also in October, there's a luncheon and a video series. Great. It is the Northwest Metastatic Breast Cancer Series. Uh, you can also find information on our website about that. It begins September 16th. So that's a Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we will be kicking it off with a you know, well-known Seattle oncologist who will be kind of talking about the, the latest advances uh, in metastatic breast cancer treatment. Um, highly recommend this series for anybody who is either new, um, newly diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or has uh, been uh, living with metastatic breast cancer for, for years. Um, there's something for everybody and um, there are opportunities to connect with each other and connect with um, companies who who might have the pharmaceutical treatment who could help you um you know we just encourage anybody to participate ask your questions um and if you need follow-up we can help with that too